Hey, my name is Suhani, and this is my podcast, The Femstem Mythbusters. I'm a high schooler who is interested in pursuing STEM, and I want to encourage other girls to do the same. Through having conversations about myths and social biases relating to females in STEM, Today's episode is about confidence and whether it holds girls back from pursuing STEM. Um, I'm excited to introduce my first guest, Charu Srivastava. She's been in the STEM field for around 20 years and currently works at Intel Corporation as a software architect. She joined Intel in 2010 and has worked as a technologist on various products such as wireless display and mirror cast standards, graphics, RealSense 3D camera, visual processing units, and ultra-low power integrated cameras and holds five patents. You, do you want to introduce yourself and like, tell me a little bit more about your journey, specifically you know, how you figured out you were interested in STEM and how you succeeded so far? Hi, yes, uh, definitely. So let me start with introducing myself. I am Charu Srivastav. Um, I was born in a small town in India near Calcutta. It was called Kalyani. I moved around uh, across multiple cities in, in India before I moved to Middle East in Bahrain, where I did my middle school and high school. From there on, I went on to do my master's, um, my undergrad at NIT um, National Institute of Technology in India. And then I came on to the U.S. to do my master's from UC Irvine. Um, I found my uh, first role at Intel, uh, where I have been here for about 11 and a half years now. Um, and I am an architect in the client and computing organization where I build uh, systems and I design systems for future uh, PC market. I love my job. Uh, so far, I've filed about five patents, and um, I owe I owe all of this to uh, my father and my mother, who pushed me to do well academically and showed me the path to um, engineering. Okay, that's really cool to like kind of see that path that someone in STEM, as a woman in STEM, you've taken. So. I want to begin by asking you the question that we are going to tackle today. So do you think that confidence is something that might hinder a girl's desire or ability to pursue STEM? Yes, I think definitely uh, for what I have seen in my experience, uh, a lot of girls are not that confident, especially during the age of, uh, you know, going from teen to um, young adults. Uh, we are more uh, conscious about ourselves and then that does seem to play into us um, you know uh, coming in between what we believe of ourselves and and that does stop hold us back in in many ways from reaching our full potential I think it's really interesting that you bring that up because uh, what you said is actually supported by research. Research has shown that there is a confidence switch in girls around the age of puberty so, say 12, girls and boys generally have a similar level of confidence. However, the moment they go through puberty, maybe around the age of 14, girls tend to have much lower confidence in themselves. I actually have an, a personal example that 
connects directly to this fact. Um, so I play the piano, and I've been playing since I was around five or six years old. And uh, playing entails many competitions and recitals where I have to play in front of an audience. And I realized recently that up till about maybe 10 or 11, I was able to go on stage and just play the piano normally without really any anxiety or fear. But then at around 12 or 13, whenever I used to go on stage, I used to start feeling really nervous. This used to happen even before I played. I used to feel nervous like from hours before, even if it was just a small friendly recital. For no reason, it was as if I suddenly became conscious of the fact that people were watching me. And I used to start picturing these scenarios where, oh my God, if I mess up, who so many people are going to laugh at me. And it wasn't that I had a lack of preparation. I practiced a lot. You know, I knew these pieces. I enjoyed playing these pieces. But for some reason, that the fact that I could possibly mess up used to just make me really nervous so I used to literally shake you know my palms would be sweaty so I think it's really interesting that this is kind of a universal thing I'm sure that there are many other girls just people out there that can relate to this so okay now I want to kind of switch it over and get your experience so can you tell me an experience where Maybe you didn't feel so confident and that acted as a hindrance to for your being able to achieve something? Absolutely. And, and it has not been once. It has been multiple times in my life where I have felt that I lacked the confidence or the talent uh, to move forward and, uh, you know, explore my life uh, the way I uh, should do versus what I think I could do. And um, one of the things that I have noticed, and when I look back and I think about it, um, during all those phases, uh, it has been people around me and people who are close to me, my loved ones and friends and family, who have pushed me to my uh, full potential. Um, I'll give you the story of uh, an example when I was fairly young. Um, uh, in middle school, and I would often get selected to uh, speak on stage for either for debates or for recitals. Uh, but I had a fear of uh, speaking on stage and, and looking at the um, audience. And I do recall one time uh, my mother actually uh, did come to one of those uh, recital programs, and she generally would sit at the back, but she came right at the front of the stage and she cheered for me as I spoke. And I do recall my legs shaking, but when I saw her smiling face and her cheering me along, um, a lot of the apprehension just, uh, you know, washed away. Um, there were times during interviews or, or, you know, times where I would not get the job I uh, wanted. Um, and I, I do recall during those times, my father would um, often put his hand uh, around me and say, um, you're a genius. You are brilliant. Sometimes people will not uh, be able to see brilliance in you, uh, but you should not uh, think otherwise. Um, and such simple words, such small actions of encouragement uh, did push me along and did give me the faith to move forward. I do believe that uh, often in lives, 
other people's beliefs in you can take you farther than your own belief in yourself. That's yeah, that's really interesting. So like you're saying that sometimes even when you don't have maybe that self-confidence, you can I guess like leech off of it that's kind of a negative sounding way, but essentially kind of leech off of other people's confidence in you to help build your own. That's true. I think one of the keys around uh, you know, especially for women uh, who want to pursue STEM, one of the key ingredients is the support system they have around themselves and uh, keep people uh, who encourage you around you as, as you grow because it is, uh, it is very important to have a very conducive environment and I know not everybody um, uh, will be out there rooting for you, but once you find those people and you find that system, hold it tight and and let it uh, drive you um, obviously the other thing that is very critical to this process is um, to believe in yourself and uh, nobody can do that more than yourself practice and um, you know sometimes it's good to listen to uh, others opinions but oftentimes in deep in your heart you 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 do know what you want to do and once you uh, hear that voice that tells you this is what you want um, you should abandon, um, you know, every ounce of uh, doubt in your head and go after it with full perseverance and dedication. Uh, because oftentimes, I think we are better judged to what we can do than uh, often other people. And that leads me to a very important story my father told me when I was young. He said there was once a dead frog, a deaf frog who wanted to run a race and he was really tiny and small and there was a huge tower to climb um, uh, so all the strong frogs and all the bulky frogs they they laughed at the small uh, frog as he was standing on the finish line uh, he was standing on the start of the line and uh, the crowds uh, you know booed him as he was moving along but the best part was it uh, because he was deaf he could not hear the crowd he could not hear anybody booing him and he kept going one by one, the heavy frogs fell off the tower and eventually it was the, the young, small, uh, tiny frog which nobody expected to reach at the top of the tower. The reason he could do that was um, he, he did not know um, that he could not do it. You know, So that's one of the um, examples that I've always uh, kept very close to my heart because sometimes uh, you need to take a leap of faith and uh, just keep going. Um, and if you believe, um, if you believe in something strongly, uh, and you have the perseverance and dedication to go after it, the, there is there is no doubt you will achieve it. Mm -hmm. And I think another interesting part of your story, which it was a great story, great example, is how the frog was able to take that leap of faith because. Um, being deaf allowed it to not be as self-conscious about what other people were saying or like reacting to him, which is really interesting because I think girls generally hold themselves back because they have this fear of how everyone around them are going to react to them. Like I know this from personal experience. I, for instance, I'm in like a physics class, right? where I think there are only like six or seven girls 
and many, many other boys. And I find myself, you know, like holding myself back from participating in class or like raising my hand for an answer, even when I think I have it right. Because I'm like, what if I'm wrong? How are other people around me going to react? So like, I think it's really important to understand how we can kind of ignore or like sidestep these these like voices in the back of our head that are like, oh, what will everyone around me think? That that's so true, and that's uh, that's something similar that I have experienced as well, and not just as a teenager. I will tell you this: I have experienced this beyond my teenage years, well into my corporate uh, uh, career, and uh, even at times, uh, you know, this late in my career, there are times where um, I I am afraid to ask or I'm afraid to step up, but I do need to keep reminding myself that it's okay to fail it's okay to be laughed at it's okay to uh, not be perfect because unless i go out there and put myself out there uh, there is no other way for me to learn there is no other way for me to uh, explore what else there is if i don't ask the question there is no other way i will know so um, these are very very real fears that we all carry within our hearts and i i, I would say this is uh, something not just uh, girls i'm pretty sure boys this is uh, fairly uh, you know something a lot of us face uh, but it is just a matter and it all boils down to you know your own uh, confidence and your belief in yourself um, and i think there we we should drive a little bit of strength from our own past and the little uh, successes that we make should uh, you know help us uh, move forward uh, believing in ourselves and anchor on that and the best way to do that is, you know, uh, practice. Uh, the more you practice, the more you uh, start repeating the act of um, doing something, uh, you know, whether it's it's maths, whether it's physics, whether it's asking questions. Um, inherently, you know, those traits will start building within you and you will find yourself in a better place uh, next time. Yeah. I mean, I also going back to your point about a support system um i think it's really interesting how females tend to thrive more or like do better in environments where they have more female peers i'm sure you can relate to that i mean you work in intel where i'm sure you've been in several meetings or projects where you're either the only female or one of the very few so like could you maybe talk about some experience where like feeling like the only female there kind of brought maybe brought down that confidence um yes so you're right um and and I'll take this one step forward um often when you are in an environment where you uh, you stand out from everybody else um that will tend to make you a little bit more conscious about who you are so that is uh, again a very natural feeling at least i have experienced multiple times uh, as a teenager as uh, not so much lately but as a teenager when i was more conscious about uh, who i am and you know how i'm looking um, uh, yes that was a factor um, but over the years i i think uh, you know 
man or woman it's 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 just the 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 work that speaks and um as as you grow as you learn uh, these uh, you know the things start to fade away in a room there have been multiple times i have been the only woman but i have uh, forgotten to notice it uh, now but you're right m- much earlier in my career it was a fairly conscious uh, uh, you know factor where i did notice myself being on the minority side um but having said that i will also say having other women uh, or other people in the room who are uh, you know in a similar place does give you uh, a, a lot more confidence than uh, you be, being singled out um so it is that is why you know we say in the corporate in- industry it is important to improve the representation of women uh, at at uh, senior and mid level segments because the more women there are the more women would be hired uh, in those roles and um, you may definitely have statistics around uh, how many kids are good at uh, science and maths by grade 10 but by the time they are uh, in the corporate uh, segment that number considerably drops in fact uh, some of the top technology companies in the last uh, i would say 5 to 10 years are projecting to have uh, at least 40% women representation in the technology industry now Uh, that is still short i would say because a lot of this is falling in the low segment uh, uh, you know the, the the lower or the early segment grades women are still not making up the top um, executive um, uh, positions so the more rep- the more uh, one of a kind that you'll have you know you would uh, end up uh, promoting more women to come through in and and this goes all the way from classrooms all the way to you know c suite Yeah, I I actually kind of want to take a step back from our talk about confidence and I want to ask you your opinion about why like the importance of having women in these executive roles. Um it is important because one of the things is that uh where technology is considered, you know, people are at the back of technology. So the people are uh using the products there there is no product till you have people use them and a lot of these products are not designed for one gender they are for the global human population which is about 50 50 you know 50 male 50 uh female so um a lot of these designs the lot of uh, uh factors that if you do not have you know the women, right women representation you are not uh, really building these products uh for um you know general uh, for for the human population so um i will give you an example there was once a uh, a product that was being developed wherein uh, there was just one woman in the room and uh, most of the males were designing the sizing of the product and they said oh it should fit in the front pocket of a pant uh but because there was a woman in the room she said oh but you know uh females don't put it in the front pocket this is something that would either go into their purse or back pockets and that changed exactly uh, you know eventually how the design would would come through so um this this goes to say that you know you when you're building products you do need to have uh, the right kind of representation uh, decision making you know a lot of decision making in the in in the corporate uh, or anywhere for that matter um whether with respect to how employees are treated how 
um, you know, they are uh, feeling safe, uh, need to be developed with the right uh, representation of, of the population that's working. Yeah, I, I really like that because I've, I've always heard we need more representation of women, like more diversity. And in general, I guess the internet says it's for a diversity of ideas. But I really like how when I ask people who are in the field, I can get actual examples, examples of where having that different perspective change the complete like outcome of that product that's true and the workforce now is is way more diverse than it was maybe you know 50 years back or so you have equal number of uh, men and women out there uh, you know working and so you need to develop products um, that are going to be used by this community you need to have workplace environments that are conducive for both uh, men and women you need to have equal uh, pay for the same jobs that both men and women do. Uh, in fact, you need to have the right kind of uh, leave uh, designs for men and women because a lot of things that women used to do, um, I think men are stepping up to those roles. So uh, the world is becoming more uh, equal, I would say, to that aspect. And so um, everything around it uh, also needs to change, which is happening, I would say. For sure. I mean, like I know that just a couple of years ago, we wouldn't have been able to imagine or even fathom um, women working, forget in STEM. So you're right, we have come a long way since then, which is why we need to continue that change, continue on that path to push for more uh, like equality. So do you have a real life example where you were able to overcome this confidence gap okay so um, yes there has been um, a time where i uh, i used to have body reactions to uh, um, you know being nervous around an audience so i do recall there was a time uh, when i was presenting and i would get uh, asked a question for which i wouldn't have an answer and i would become uh, defensive because I wanted to be perfect during my presentations. And this did have a, a body reaction in me as well. My, my legs would just freeze. My heart would be pounding. I would, my face would turn red. I, I wouldn't know how to really react. And I would just freeze because I had practiced something and I uh, wanted to present myself uh, as somebody who knew it all and perfect. And in my defense, I, I, I would have, um, I wouldn't know and I would, I, I would uh, be so nervous that I would actually literally freeze. Um, so this, this was something that was brought up by uh, one of my managers who said, uh, you do uh, tend to get a little defensive. So you, you need to um, not always have the right answers. You can't know everything perfectly. And it's okay uh, to divert those sort of questions that, that land you in a place where uh, you start perceiving yourself as, um, uh, you know, not not looking perfect. Um, and I think the most critical uh, uh, factor there was for me to acknowledge the fact that this is what I was doing. And I think this went a long way in helping me resolve and come out of that situation because uh, once I accepted the fact that this is what I was doing, uh, which I, I shouldn't, I um, started coaching myself. I started checking myself. I 
uh, started diverting answers to uh, you know other people or i st i started uh, using things like okay maybe next time i'm going to uh, see if i can take this offline and and come back with a better answer and that did ease the audience as well because um uh, you know then it led to a much more healthier uh, discussion even within the audience uh, it also helped me understand that oftentimes people are not uh, picking on me but they are literally genuinely interested in knowing the right answer so uh, they will ask questions and and uh, it is not something that i should uh, take on defensively yeah i think that's a great example so you're saying that acknowledging it was like the first step to overcoming it and after you were able to diagnose the problem you were able to figure out you're able to mentally make a note as to how to work on that that's right i think acknowledgement is one of the keys to really understanding your own um fears and and gaps and uh once you know them i think that's half the problem solved um then there are many many ways and uh, help is you know um at your reach once you understand what what you need to do uh, or where you actually end up uh uh you know blocking your blocking yourself from from growing yeah i i think also another uh interesting part from your story is that perfectionist attitude that you seem to have before right like that's a general trend i mean i see that within myself too my mom always tells me uh you it feels like you always try and do everything as a perfectionist and it sometimes gets in the way of me accomplishing more you know cuz i spend time perfecting something rather than like taking other risks so i i hope we can acknowledge that to change that mindset absolutely absolutely i i agree and a lot of times um you know we are uh, we need to practice we need to acknowledge our our uh, own uh, gaps and we need to grow from that so uh you cannot expect to be good at something right away it will take some time energy practice and persistence yeah and i think another thing is like sometimes this once again might this could be generalized for pretty much everyone but generally a trend is that girls tend to focus on that negative outcome like instead of thinking what could go right it's more what could go wrong oh. like for example absolutely you you've you've kind um, and i think that all of these traits that you're talking about continue well into you know your adulthood i uh, do recall multiple times where i do something great and that one thing that doesn't work seems to bog me down uh, and it, and i start diminishing the um, accomplishments over something very trivial that that didn't go through so um you're right in there that that's a trait again something that we need to acknowledge and move forward from yeah i mean i also have another non stem related example uh my friend she swims and she said that one day her coach you know just asked all of her teammates which includes both boys and girls like what's your mindset on the block before like you dive in and start swimming and she said that um Most of the girls seem to have negative mindsets thinking about what could go wrong whereas the guys had more neutral or like positive mindsets. So it's like interesting to see how this carries on 
throughout, uh, you know, fields that aren't just related to science, technology, and math. Absolutely. These are traits that if, if we have them, whether as a boy or a girl or uh, what have you, we, we need to acknowledge them and move forward from there. Yeah. It's like, how can we overcome these inherent, I don't want to call them flaws, but inherent qualities or inherent thoughts of, of we how we believe yeah i mean i think there is beauty to that as well we um, you know everybody should not look and be the same you know then there is no difference between um, uh, you know i don't think we are trying to neutralize everything to a common ground but there is beauty in being uh, apprehensive in in uh, looking at things uh, through a more critical eye or um, you know not, you know sort of uh, looking at things differently like you said you know their the mindset is different uh but over time you know we will probably need to um not let these things hold us back i think that's the key yeah. that that's true like we do that that mindset does help us improve things but it's till that point where it starts like to hold you back yep which finding that balance is difficult. Yep. Yeah. So now that we've kind of talked about this, how confidence relates to STEM and just girls, females, etc., I want to come back, circle back to the original question, which was, do you think that confidence is something that might hinder a girl's ability to pursue STEM? And, you know, get your opinion to see if we busted the myth or or like it this is not really a myth this is something that we do need to work on um i will i will tell you this in my own personal life um it it was a myth that i had to bust myself um and figure out but thanks to the su- support system that i had you know my family my father my mother who pushed me um, during my downs that, and they believed in me that actually helped me uh, bust this myth uh, in my own life. And so I encourage, uh, you know, all your listeners to, uh, to go out there, hold those people who will believe in them very, very close to themselves. Um, second thing, they must, uh, you know, also listen to their heart. If they believe they want to pursue um, not just STEM, any field, um, you know, they, they first need to listen to their heart. And if and if they do want to do it, they themselves should not be holding themselves back and they should throw themselves in, uh, give everything they have uh, to pursue the passions that, that they are after. Uh, again, don't expect to be good at something right away. It will take time, energy and persistence. And um, there are all kinds of uh, people in in the stem industry there are multiple fields out there um, you could you everybody does not have to look and be the same there are multiple uh, skill sets that are required in the stem industry you do have to be good in maths you do have to be good in uh, computer science but there is more more um, to these fields so don't hold yourself back if you are a good graphic designer if you're you know if you are interested in art if you're interested in sound you have sound engineers, you have um, biomedical engineers, there's a lot of fields out there. Um, Don't evaluate yourself compared to others around you. Every one of us carries some unique talents and uh, we should go out there and explore ourselves to our fullest. 
Yeah. Thank you. That was a wonderful wrap up. Wonderful, you know, like summary of our episode today. Thanks. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Suhani. Thank you for having me over on your podcast. Wish you all the best. And to all of you guys listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember, you can listen to episodes on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'd love if you guys could share your own experiences, reach out to me via email, via Instagram, um, or if you have any other questions or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. And I look forward to busting more myths with you guys. See you soon. Thank you.